Fresher Than Your Father podcast. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. What? Where are we? It's a new year. It's uh, 2012, if I'm correct. 2012, man. It's a lot of conspiratorial things happening in 2012. Yep. Is that is that more conspiracy, more awareness, or too much time on people's hands? Which is that? I think it's I think it's a bunch, man. Yeah. I think it's awareness. I think, you know, it's historical. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what kind of conspiratorial build up or whatever we want to put on the Mayans did say certain things in mm-hmm. 2012. Yep. But also, you know, shout out, you know, that guy Noah Prince, 2012 tattooed on his arm. Really? He had a crew in Philly, 2012, 2012. Word. Shout out Khalif. Shout out Douglas. Um, and this is episode 32. 32. That's a powerful number. I think 32 is a pretty powerful number. Uh huh. It's real divisible by multiple things. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Who, who, who's rocking 32? That's magic, right? I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, I'm way, I'm not way off on that. I think you're right. I could look that up. I feel like there's someone else who rocked 32, but, uh, yes. And here we are, Ian and Dave. Ian and Dave, back. Right back at you. Like we never left, but we were gone for a long time, so it kind of was like we left. We were, and now Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. Indeed, Happy New Year. Or Merry New Year. Uh, Merry New Year. Merry New Year. <laughs> we're getting trading places on them. That's right. So I'm I'm sorry. We're gonna we're gonna nerd out real quick. On uh, people who wore number 32, apparently, it, I just typed NBA, I typed basketball 32, uh, basketballreference.com, NBA and ABA players who wore uniform number 32. Let's go. We have, I mean, we're talking like Chucky Atkins. Hey, shout out. Shout out. Devin Brown. Okay. Brian Bronkhorst. Whoa. He, he played for the Los Angeles Stars. Whoa. That's just a great name, right? Yeah. Ooh, this is a great name right here. I don't, I don't know this guy. He played for the Cavs for a year. Pete Chilcut. Pete Chilcut. That's like a that's, that's a hip hop name right there. It is Pete Chilcut. Yo. I mean, <laughs> Pete Chilcut, man. It's like yo. It's, I'm chilling the cut. You know what I mean? DJ yep. Chilcut. MC Chilcut. Dropping chill cuts. Yeah, I'm dropping chill cuts all day, Pete. Chill cut. Like, let's just go ahead and state this now for all biters. That's ours. <laughs> Everybody I feel, like, a- I feel like his his NBA career was short lived because he was like, "Fuck this shit." I'm dropping mixtapes. But this is what's weird. He played for the Kings from '92 to '94, two years in the Rockets, out of the league for a few years, Vancouver in '99. Cleveland in 2000. Pete did all right for himself. He did. He did. And what better teams to play on if your name is Chilcut than the Kings and the Rockets? Two classic choices. Yeah. Can I shout out another great name that has nothing to do with what we're talking about? Yep. I want to shout out my dude, Bobby Quackenbush. <laughs> Quackenbush. Quackenbush, man. It's my dude. Wow. Shout out. Shout out. Okay, back to number 32. It's really going down right now. It's going down. We're nerding out so hardcore. But you're right, Magic. Magic has a star by his name. I guess that's basically his only person. Oh, no, Carl Malone. There's Carl some legit Malone. cats. Carl Malone. Let's not mention that name again. Okay. All right. We we turned a couple stomachs. Will Purdue. Okay. We got Will Purdue. Jason Kidd. I like yeah. J. Kidd. Oh, yeah. One of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Stoudemire. He was a Phoenix. Yeah, he was 32. That's right. Oh, probably the top dude on this list right now, as I'm looking at it, Hashim the Beat. Bill Walton. Nah. Shout out. Nah. Shout out. Really? Yep. He wore it in Portland from 75 to 78, in San Diego from 80, 80, 83, 84, 
And with the Clippers at 85. Bill Walton with the 32. Yep. Wow. Poss- he held down. Possibly, well, normally I'd say possibly the greatest, but we haven't really gotten to the greatest guy who wore 32. No. No. It, well, are we going to call Magic? Is he the one? He's the one unless, I mean, and, you know, me, fuck the Lakers all day, but, but right. is there someone on top of Magic? Oh, I, I feel like I know who there is, but, but let's just let's keep it going. Wow. All right, I'm scrolling because it's alphabetical. Larry Hughes, is that who you're thinking of? Better than Magic. Richard Hamilton. Larry Blake. Hughes. Blake Show. Tellus Frank. We all love Tellus Frank. Boris Diaw. I just like saying these names. Chubby Cox. <laughs> we tried to hold it. We tried to be grown ups there. With the Washington Bullets. Bullets in 83. <laughs> Chubby Cox. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Should we just end it there? Is that where we should end it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. All right. Welcome back. It's 2012. It's fresher than your father podcast. What were your holidays like, my friend? They were chill. We just, uh, we laid low. We got, uh, uh parenting styles hovering about. So Cats just decided to, to chill out here. Sister came through. Sister kicked it hard. What's up? Yep. Yep. And that was it, man. What would, how, how were, how were the holidays in the life of, uh, DJ Ian hit? Kept a little adventurous. Mm-hmm. Checked out on Seattle for a second. Mm-hmm. Sister, your man. Mm-hmm. They had the board game party. Word up. Fortunately, I wasn't able to attend because I was too jet lagged. But, uh, you know, kicked it. Noel Prince, shout out. Went to Tacoma. Shout out. Walked in the record store in Tacoma. And dude in the record store is like, today's the only day of the year. 50% off everything. Wow. So I was in there wow. for a minute. And there's like in the back in the corner. I'm not even trying to exaggerate, but like he had a lot of records everywhere, but you kind of go around back in the corner. And he's in there just playing, he's just playing classic records. It's a chill spot, almost entirely used joints, you know, like just like a classic record spot. Mm-hmm. And um, going in the back in the corner, there's kind of this like a bunch of shelves along the wall that, they're labeled like, I don't know, something kind of like 70s weirdo, like mysterious vibes or something, right? Mm-hmm. And it's almost totally, it's not just, but almost totally all like just obscure ass psych rock records that I've never seen in my life. And uh, 50% off. I listened to like 20 something records, bought like five, spent 40 bucks, that would have been 80 bucks. Uh huh. That's what's up. You know, wow. Got a couple of things I've been looking for. Got a couple of crazy, crazy break type joints. Yes. Come ups. Come ups in Tacoma. And shout out, um, not Helen's Donuts. There's another donut. Helen's Donuts got shut down. Um, there's another donut spot out there that's nice. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around 50% off the whole store. The whole store, man. That, just that one day out of the year. He was waiting on you. He was. I just walked in and boom. Wow. I, what do you do? Like, what do you do? The thing, it was kind of like a... You know those those shows back in the 80s where you, you get the, the shopping spree? I don't know if they do that stuff anymore. Like, you have five minutes to buy any... To pull anything off the shelf in Toys R Us, right? Yes, yes. I yep, remember as a yep. kid, I was like, oh, my God, that would be incredible, right? The greatest thing that could possibly happen to you, next to being in the machine with the wind and the money. <laughs> when the box, that's the word for the box. The box. With the blowing money. But you're right, that that was the freshest shit ever. There was, that was like a game show, right? Like a kid's game show or something where you won, you had like a minute to like run through the aisles of some big toy store. 
Oh yeah. And look, was it, this 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 legitimately happened? I feel like. Yeah, but it, it. I think you're right that it was something that happened often in different shows. Yeah. Like it was it was a common prize. Yeah. You know, and like even like uh, I want to say like on the back of comic books and shit, like there would be these sweepstakes, various sweepstakes. Do they still have sweepstakes? I don't think they have sweepstakes anymore. Sweepstakes, but sweepstakes is a very eighties word. It's an eighties term, but like you you have these sweepstakes, and the winner would get these shopping sprees, and they were so much. I remember like dreaming up the strategies, right? Oh yeah. How would I approach it? What what what, what which section of the toy store would I go to first? Would I just house all the GI Joes? Would I be selective? That's right. You had your your shopping cart, right? You just tossing shit in there. How would you do it? Toss it in. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. You know, because the truth is, brand new toys had resale value even then. You could get some kid at lunch to drop his lunch money on a GI Joe if you had doubles or triples. Man. So you you could just do the the plow styles. But the the key though would be to not let yourself get flustered, which I imagine is what you did in the record store. You don't want to get too flustered. You don't want to get too excited. You want to use your head. And just because it's half off, I'm sure not everything. Like some stuff half off is still trash. Well, that's the thing, right? And you know, like you, luckily I was the dude was like, um, I was like, can I listen to these? And he's like, oh yeah, you can play them on the on the house record player, Dang right? It. Which is dope. But at the same time, you're kind of like, you're kind of self-conscious because you're not that there's a lot of people in there, but like you're up on the house record play, you know what I mean? And you're, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're skipping the needle around. Yeah. So the vibe is kind of all over the place. But, yeah. But yeah, cause you know, like I'm with, with Noah and Noah, that's my dude. Shout out. But, Shout out. You know, he's not digging for records. And he's kind of he and I'm I'm there for like a limited time. I get to see him a couple of times a year. You know, I'm not trying to spend my day in the record store while I'm kicking it with him in Tacoma. Yep. So you have a limited time to check for records that you got to both pick out and then listen to. Not that this is some kind of complicated dilemma, but 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 no, I mean you you come into a store and the whole store is half off. Ideally, you post up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. and and obviously kicking it with Noah P. It's well worth not posting up. Absolutely. But all things being equal, you would post up. Yeah. Yeah. And for those that don't know what that means, that means, you know, you're there. I'm just, I'm just there. You ask the guy when he says, the whole store is half off. It's a word. Is there a good place to go get a sandwich nearby when it's time for my break? Exactly. I'm just there. Like I'm here. Like, you call me at 11, I'm there. I'm like you're like yo, where are you? I'm like I'm I'm here, and then when you call me four hours later, I'm here. I'm here. So, but I wasn't. I was there for like an hour. Mm-hmm. I made it through probably about two thirds of mysterious vibes. Passed up a bunch of stuff that I don't know if I'll see it again. Just crazy records. Everything between you know between like ten and twenty five dollars, but again fifty percent off. Oh. So, yeah, man, crazy. Wow. Crazy. See, for, I had an opposite, totally opposite experience at a record store, and it's ongoing. So, there was a Groupon, shout out Groupon. Word. I don't know why, they haven't given me any money. But, in any event, there was a Groupon for this record store that apparently has several outfits around Wisconsin, but there's one here in Madison. You pay $10, you get $20 in credit to the store. Now, I got these, these as a gift for my wife and my sister, but it's only good on used music and used DVDs, and for vinyl, used vinyl, but new vinyl, too. So I've got a little coupon and gift certificate now for 20 bills. The used is trash, complete trash. Mm. Every Christopher Cross, uh, Chicago album... You see where that goes, right? Yeah. <clears throat> like terrible records that everybody bought a million copies of and you should never pay more than a quarter for. Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Everybody has these records and they're just completely... You, you don't even allow them to clutter your shelf type records. And with the new records, I, Ian, I, I spent 
probably 45 minutes that day and spent another 45 minutes another day. This isn't a huge vinyl collection. Like once I realized that the, the U section was trash, I'm basically looking through, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe, but a, a very small section of the store. Uh-huh. And I cannot find anything to spend $20 on. Uh. Now, there are things that might potentially be worth $20. But then, you know, like, for example, is it worth $20 to get Ghostface Killers Iron Man remastered on double vinyl gatefold with a fold-out poster? I mean, it just it depends what kind of, you know... See, exactly. it's a tough one, right? Exactly. Then you're like, okay, new vinyl styles. I want the MP3 downloads to go along with, ideally, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to buy a, a marginal record. And, like, to be fair, the new Ninth Wonder album, that's marginal. It's marginal. Uh-huh. It's not, it's not a guaranteed banger. It's fine. But I'm not buying the vinyl without some MP3s. That's how it is in 2012. It's how it is. Some cats get down like that. The indie cats get down like that. So, I don't know. It's totally opposite. You went in. It was musical candy land. You were giddy. You had every right to be. It was half off. God's love shone on you that day. You know what I've, you know what I've struggled with in the past and I continue occasionally to deal with in, in this instance, but also I, I feel like I've gotten better with? When you walk into a spot, right? And in this case, it was hella joints, crazy looking. You want to listen to everyone all the way through and figure out what, you know, and spend mad time. But you can't. You, you can't. You basically right. you can't, right? Can't. You just got to do what you can. You're in the fucking, you, you have the shopping cart and you're rolling down the aisle and you only have that limited amount of time. Right. Right. You have to come to peace as the collector, as the fiend. You have to come to peace with the fact that you can't and that you might see these records down the road, right? Mm-hmm. Or when you walk in the spot and you check that there's a brand new stash out, the crates are full, but you see some dude and his man are already in the spot and they already have the fat stack. That used to drive me wild. Ah, right. if I had just gotten here 10 minutes ago. Oh. Dude, I just was at the spot yesterday, trading in some records, had some credit, about to spend the credit. I didn't spend it all, but that's a whole other story. I saw this cat going through his stack. Now, there's a 12-inch I've been looking for. I saw one to the Amoeba Records, did not cop, regretted it ever since. The Squeeze by Gangstar. Ooh. You know that joint? Yeah. So he's looking through, and I don't know, this is so obscure, but those 12 inches for the Training Day soundtrack? Oh, yeah. All those 12s have the exact same cover. Yeah. So I see this guy sliding through his wax, and I'm, I, I see that cover. And I wanted to hover. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask to do the price. I just got to let it go, man. Got to let it go. Got to let, let it go. Come back around. But you know that dude had heat in his stack. Exactly. And that's, you know, especially, that used to happen with the flea market roll up. Cats oh, yeah. Have serious, serious heat. It's yep. heavy joints. Yeah. Funk you never see before. So, you know, some some Alice Coltrane joint you never see before. Stuff like that. The time when the dude, when dude pulled out doubles of some Weldon Irvine record. Whew. Really? And it's just like, all right, I wasn't there. I wasn't there fast enough. I can't. But there's that fiend inside you that's just like. (laughs) (laughs) It's a kind of sound effect noise, you know? It's like that. Okay. Let it go. Yeah. It's hard. Hey, yo. So. These records. These records, these things, Tacoma style, shout out again. Noah P, shout out Kings in Seattle. I was, I was, I was out there. 
you want to, you want to touch on these records a little more? I'm sorry. I'm just you know. no, 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 no. Why why you're on the subject? I just I want to give you a moment to reflect on any maple bars you might have encountered. Oh yeah. I shout out Top Pot Donuts, you know, Golden Tate. <laughs> they had the. I didn't check to see if it was Tate's jersey. I tried to look and I didn't see the name on it, but they have this Seahawks jersey above the door at the main Top Pot Donuts in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I just was thinking, yeah. Um, you know, maple. It was, it, these days it's hard between the maple bar and the maple old fashioned. And again, the West Coast old-fashioned joint donuts. I, I my words got a little backwards right there, but these West Coast donut joints, it's the it, it's with the little the little the, the little ridge around it. It's just it's nice. So a lot of maple old-fashioned, but also the maple bars, mm-hmm. um, heavenly donuts in Portland. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the secret spot over by my dad's house. Word up. It's like a little grocery spot, but they got a little like homemade donut section. It's nice. Um, yeah, and I had you know I had a I had a Jay Bless moment. Yeah. And you know, for the listeners, it's 2012, and give just, just back up for a second. Let's let's give a quick definition of Jay Bless. Real quick. Real quick. You call your man up, or your man calls you up. And it's like, yo, I'm coming through the spot, coming through the lab, I'm coming through to kick it. I'm checking you out. Checking you out. I'm coming through. I got the new joints. I want to play these records. I want to, you know, whatever. Get up. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's what's up. Then you get another call a little while later, and he's like, yo, I'm a, I'm, I'm rolling with my man Jay Bless. He, he's falling through too. He's falling through too. He's coming. You don't know who this cat is. But he's coming too. It's a little, it's a little edgy. And but he usually gets the 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 uh, qualifier. He's good peoples. Yeah, he's good peoples, man. You know, it's my dude from way back, Jay Bless. Jay Bless. I never mentioned him before, but he's coming through. Now, okay, let me. Are you ready for a little Jay Bless story? Do it. All right. I'm going to try to set it up. I'm trying to move through it kind of quick, but it's kind of like a double J bless. So, my sister, so, and this is, this is going to tie into future subjects, so let's just, let's go here. Mm-hmm. So, my sister gets the week off. My sister lives in Seattle. I'm in Portland for the, for this, the second holiday week. And so she comes down to Portland and she's like, yo, you know, we got to kick it. We got to, um, why don't we watch the opening night Blazer game at this? There's a little, like, there's a spot, Zach Shack. A little dive bar spot. They serve the hot dogs, the vegan hot dogs, and the nice, like, the nice greasy fries. Mm-hmm. And they have all these TVs. They're real good, big Blazer fans. So we're like, yo, opening night Blazer game. We're going to check it at this spot, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, my friend from Seattle's coming down. She's never been to Portland before. Um... I'm going to invite some of my people, you know, and if you want to invite a couple of your, your people, cool. Let's just all go watch the Blazer game. So the plan is to link up and watch the Blazer game with good people, people that we know, people that we trust. We trust. Actually, that that's going to sound kind of harsh, but, you know. So my dude, um, my dude Brian, shout out. That's my dude from way back, high school friend, all right? Word up. I invite him because, you know, he was my sister. It's all good, right? Invite a couple other cats. Cats can't make it. Brian's down to make it. I haven't really kicked it with him. It's classic. Hardcore Blazer fan. Be classic. Right. After inviting him that morning, several hours later, I get the text. I've invited this other dude from high school. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shout his name. He's not necessarily a bad dude. I haven't seen this dude since 1996. Wow. Which, if my math is correct, correct, that's about 30 years ago. 
I, I'm totally biting off this dude off of Tony Quires. That was terrible. He does the bad math thing. But go ahead. I haven't seen this dude since 96. Does it feel, 16 like, years does it feel ago. like 30 years ago? What are we? 16. Which should make you feel old enough as it is. Uh, yeah. But to make it's you feel really, better. That's really, it's really, wow. It's like half my, almost half my, wow. Okay. Dude, I graduated from high school 20 years ago this year. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perspective. But go ahead. So, dude, he's falling through. He's falling through. Okay. I was a little like, you know, my feeling on Jay Blesses. I'm not. I'm home for a little while. I want to see my my good friends and my family. Eh, I don't really want to deal with Jay Bless. Right. But not only did he ask, he didn't ask. He he invited dude. So I'm like, all right. I roll to the spot. Basically, my sister's friend from Seattle is there. All their other friends didn't show up. They all flaked out. Game is on. I got the fries. Got the drink. Got the the vegan hot dog joints. I'm I'm set up. I'm enjoying it. First first uh, game of the season. Blazers, man. We got mm-hmm. a nice looking team, hustling up the court. Um, who was that? Philly. We were playing Philly. Um, and even Philly. Like I wasn't that excited to watch Philly, but man, it was like good to watch some basketball. You know what I mean? We're gonna get to that in a second. Right. But it was. I was. I was like, all right, this is cool. I feel good. Even though, like, Jay Bless is probably showing up, I feel good. Two dudes walk in the spot. And I'm kind of like, all right, that's dude. But who's this other cat? And, and, and let's call him Jay Bless 1 and Jay Bless 2. Okay. So basically, Jay Bless brought Jay Bless. <laughs> I don't even know what to call that dude. Who's the dude that Jay Bless brings? Uh, Do you have a name for that? Is that George Bless? George. George. Or is it just George? I, I don't know. That, uh, oh, call my him gosh. George Bless. So George Jay, Bless. So Jay Bless. All right. And then right after Jay Bless, then Brian walks in. And then I, I, the realization is Brian didn't even because this is what happens when you invite Jay Bless, especially if you aren't rolling with Jay Bless. Right. Right. So Brian doesn't even know who this. None of us know about George Bless. He's but he's in the spot now. Right. Jay Bless is Jay Bless. I, don't, I can't. I don't know if that's like a double Jay Bless or Jay Bless squared or what it is. But it's it's. And we we need to give it. It's, it's too rich of an idea to not give it a full. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to that. Listeners, if you have ideas, you know, hit us up. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, okay, so now it's my sister, her friend. Again, her friend, never been to Portland before. Never met me, not let alone any of my friends, let alone any of these random-ass blessed dudes. Right? So, but everyone's cool. My sister's chill. But, uh, so... Immediately, Jay Bless steps to me. I'm watching the game. And again, I'm hype about these Blazers. He steps to me and he's like, Ian, it's good to see you, man. That's nice. Follow, you, oh, you follow this uh, this NBA stuff? Yeah. You follow it? Nah. That's how the conversation went. So he's just looking at me. Saying little things, just looking at me. Uh, by the way, his sideburns were out of control. Just, just the wildest pork chop type joints you ever seen, which is fine. But it was, it was kind of, it was kind of bugged out. It's out there. Um. So he had no interest in the game. He just showed up to hang out. His man, George Bless, also just showed up to hang out. And so Jay Bless is talking to me. Ryan is talking to my sister, and George Bless ends up talking to my sister's friend. Now, the, the, the conversation with Jay Bless is kind of slow. So I kind of overhear what's happening, what's going down between, because I'm a little, admittedly, I'm a little worried. Here are these two dudes. I only know one of them a little bit from, again, 16 years ago. Right. I'm like, you know, 
the last thing I really I really want right now is to have these random ass dudes like, you know, trying to talk to my sister or a friend. Like, not that they shouldn't, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like it's it's throwing off the energy of a good night with exactly. these players. Exactly. These exactly. family, you're back with family, I'm you're out west. Family. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. evening, good times. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but I thought Jay Bless was kind of kind of out of it. George Bless is way out of it. <laughs> so he's just kind of like uh, he had a he had a major mohawk though, a serious joint. Pull, pull, took the hood off, boom, mohawk, serious. Um, and so my sister's friend is like, oh, so what do you do? And he's like, uh. Well, I, uh, you know, I, I lost my construction job, so, you know, I used to be a part-time uh, stripper, so I started doing that again. Wow. This is how obscure the night was. Admittedly, so, she, she came with a she came with a good comeback. Because what do you say to that? Right. You say, huh? That's interesting. How do you do your taxes? That's a good question. It's a good question. Shout out my sister's friend. She came with a good answer. So Jay Bless and George Bless, they were intermittently they were they were kind of watching the game, but not really. Then they leave, then they come back. At one point, pictures were taken. Leave, come back. But stayed the whole game. And at the very end, um, Jay Bless made a, he, he left after I, I grudgingly gave him my phone number and he, he hit me with the text, uh, about how I should pass his number to my sister's friend. Oh, really? Yes. You should do that. I should do that, even though he had said probably two sentences to my sister's friend. But she she looked like his type of girl. Alrighty then. I think he was thirsty. This yeah, thirst? But not thirsty enough to actually uh, voice that thirst. So you have to give voice to his thirst? Yeah. No, no, no. Listeners out there, no. Don't do that to yourself or to your thirst. That's a nice way to maintain thirst. <laughs> and there were other aspects to the story, but I really, I really feel like I just wanted to point out that I don't, I don't know. We need, we need, we need to come up with something here because Jay Bless rolled through with his man, another level of Jay Bless, mm-hmm. George or something. We need a better name. It, I, I don't dislike George. George. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not against it. And it's a situation that you might have to deal with. You have to be on the lookout for. Dude, uh, yeah, you, you can't. <laughs> I wanted to watch the game. How are you going to roll through to the game and not want to watch the game? We're there to watch the game. Anyway, speaking of the game, mm. Blazers, man. Blazers looking good. They do look good. They, so what? what... What is your thoughts? Like, what, what, where are you coming from with what you're seeing? You know what I mean? What, 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 what is, what, what's special about these Blazers based on what you've seen so far? They're running. There's energy. Uh, I really feel like it just, it feels like they, for having such basically almost no time to practice and losing Brandon Roy, you know, mm. like, having kind of a tumultuous-ish kind of uh, pre and kind of start to the season, it really feels like they they really, they all get along and there's a good team vibe. Mm. I mean, I really, I mean, they're saying it too, but you really get the feeling that they're they're both having fun, but they're seriously like, they're, they're hungry. They're out there. Um, you know, whether it's Felton, LaMarcus, Batum, um, and I've been really bad with names all weekend, but my man who just, we just got. Wallace? 
No, but Wallace is that dude. He's he's kind of ill. Yeah, yeah. Well, we actually, I mean, we have some good players. Like, I'm like, it's 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 been fun to watch. The games are fun to watch. They definitely they definitely move faster than they did in the Brandon Roy era. And mm-hmm. I'm not that's not about dissing the Brandon Roy era at all because that was beautiful to watch the way yep. he the way he just like killed folks on on the court. Yep. Um, but it's, it, this is a new team, um, and and they're just they're hustling. They're hustling hard. Um, Crawford. Oh yeah. Crawford is is great to watch. Yeah. It's a it's 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 special to to still have a team that's that competitive and that together and cohesive, given everything that's happened in particular. This is the thing I think that is least spoken about in terms of the Trailblazers, not to bring this down at all. But you kind of have an idiot owner, and do you have a GM at all? We have an idiot owner and no GM. And it's amazing, y'all still have a high yeah. quality squad. Yeah. Because see, these Cavs have an idiot owner. I think we have the worst owner in the league. Well, no, there's still Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling, man. He takes the he takes the cake. But. But I think my owner, the, my owner, the Cavs owner, is one one notch below, one step away from that level of just overall whackness. I'm sorry, man, but you know, and hey. you know, you know, Cleveland's playing Portland in about any minute. Tonight. I'm excited about this. I, I may, I don't know if I still have the uh, league pass preview, but I might try to take a take a gander at it. So Portland's doing it up. First place right now? I think, uh, let's look at these standings real fast, but we were in first. We beat, we beat Oklahoma. We beat the Lakers. Um, but we, we had game. that second, second, this, these back to backs are going to kill a lot of teams. We had that back to back and lost to Phoenix. Yeah. Um, yeah, yep. we're, we're, we're one, we're one back from Oklahoma, but we've also played two less games than them. So. Right. Right. I hope you guys beat the Cavs. <laughs> Let's talk about this, this, these reasons why you, you hope we beat the Cavs. Because I think the Cavs have started beautifully on their uh, rebuilding of the squad, the first baby steps to our competitiveness. And, but we're still one more dynamic player away. And uh, I think this draft is stocked with a number of, of potential franchise changing players, um, all of whom are not named uh, uh, Sullinger. Isn't that a guy's name from Ohio State? I'm not even up on him. I haven't I'm out on that too. I'm, I'm a little uh, I'm a little slow in the college basketball right now. Yeah, it's to your credit. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm being hateful for no reason. But in any event, I love Kyrie Irving's game. Have you had a chance to see him play? Nah. You're watching this evening, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to watch him because I've been hearing about it, but I haven't seen him. So what? What I've heard, what I where I'm at with him is I feel like he's like a fast Brandon Roy, a fast short Brandon Roy. Okay. Like not overly athletic, but can get wherever he wants in the court. Dynamic without being showy. And very smart. Like just everything about the way he plays is very. It shows a lot of intelligence, right? Word. And he's kind of limited by experience at this point, but I think that's about it. So with those characterizations, you think those are fair characterizations of Brandon Roy's game? I think so. Um, he wasn't the most athletic of the wings. No. But he got wherever he wanted on the court. It Absolutely. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what Kyrie Irving is like. But he pushes the ball pretty hard. He's fast. He's got a smooth little J craft underneath the basket. It's just, it, it's exciting seeing a young point guard. I mean, a, you guys, you guys are uh, you guys are four and three. But see, this is the problem. You don't get picks with four and three. No. At, at this rate, we're going to make the playoffs, and that's trash. Dude. <laughs> I don't want any parts. That, and what's sold in the game? It's fucking Antoine Jameson in a contract year. Yeah, yeah. I saw him be posting numbers. 
Look, dropping threes <laughs> like they're free throws. Where, like, stop it, what dude. What happened the last dude. few years? Oh, yeah. Like, cut that shit out. Wow. Unless they're going to trade him for a draft pick. Wow. Like, but who was trading for him? I've thought long and hard about this. Who needs a tall 36-year-old who's only interested in shooting? Who needs that dude? I don't know. Right. Orlando's got three of those dudes already. <laughs> you know, L.A. needs a point guard. Yeah. That that description is basically all of Phoenix team. <laughs> the same with, you know what I mean? Like, who needs him? Who wants him? I don't know. So, yeah, I, that's my only worry. But they, but. It's a, it's a side word because I love watching those dudes play. Like they play together, they play hard. There's just a lot of integrity to that team. It feels like. You been watching any San Antonio games? I have watched some San Antonio games. Not as many. Like uh, I haven't watched any post Ginobili. Hmm. But they're doing well. They're doing well, young cats. What's the most surprising team to you? The most surprising. So we're very short in the season. I'm not trying to be on that pundit. It looks like. Yeah. It looks like uh, Indiana is going to win it all. But what? But what? Uh, what's the most surprising team? That's a great question. I, I think of teams that I've seen. Well, San Antonio has been surprising. I thought they were going to take a big step back. Word. Um, just on everybody's age, but they've got young cats that are coming in and doing good things, and. Tim Duncan hasn't been playing much at all, and that's great. Um, and I think it's cliche, but Minnesota probably. Yeah. I've seen them play a couple times, and they're genuinely fun to watch. How about for you? Um, I want to watch Minnesota play because I've heard, you know, I saw some of the Rubio highlights, and it was pretty cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh I am surprised that Indiana's playing as well as they are. Yeah. Um, yep. I haven't been totally keeping track of who they've been playing. Yeah. The I've, been, sh- I've been surprised at how bad New York is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I can't imagine it, that that their coach stays much longer. No. No. But I will say I saw Indiana play, and the Cavs should have beat them. Word. Kyrie Irving had a layup that he missed at the buzzer that would have won the game. So their record is good, but I haven't been overly impressed with them. Oh, you know who's been surprising is Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah. They hover around being nice. And when they want to, they're kind of scary. But then they don't want to. It's curious. And then we got, I feel like, Jersey and Washington – I haven't. I don't know. I'm looking at the bottom list of the Western Conference, but Jersey and Washington are looking really bad. Man. Awful, awful, horrible. I've been hearing people talk about, a lot about John Wall and how his shooting percentage is just historically bad. Mm-hmm. And um, it's weird. Like on the one hand, I'm jealous of them because they're not winning any games. And they're going to get a good draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other side. Uh, the difference, it couldn't be a bigger difference between Kyrie Irving and John Wall. Irving in his first game had like seven assists and no turnovers. He shot two for 12, but that whole no turnovers thing. Yeah. 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 Just a smart ball player. And his jump shot is milky, man. He's, he's not going to have these historic lows in shooting percentage. He's not dynamic. Have you seen John Wall recently? Somebody had mentioned it. It looked like he grew. I saw some highlights. He looks huge. He might be 6'6", dude. That dude grew. (laughs) Like, what are grown men doing growing? I mean, he's young. He's like 19, 20, but good grief. That dude is big. Um, New Jersey. There's no way Darren Williams stays there, right? No, there's no way. It's just looking so. I think to me, even though Washington have the, has the worst re, the worst record, Jer, the, the stuff I'm hearing about Jersey is just like uh, Darren's out of there, and what's going to happen? 
dude, when Chris Humphreys is regularly getting double doubles because he's the only body available to put up numbers, and Marshawn Brooks, their rookie, it's not good. But there's hope because, you know, as we know, Jay-Z uh, and Beyonce just had their baby. So once the baby is in the front row, that's basically a magnet for any living human being. So all of the free agents will come to be near the infant. It's top shelf analysis here, Ian. Where else are you getting this? Fresh than your father podcast. That's it. Where you come to get these things. That's it. That warmth you feel, listener. That's the light of truth shining down on you. It's the warm glow of enlightenment. Just sit back. Take it in. Let it wash over you, invigorating your limbs. <laughs> Sorry. I could hold back the laugh. That was stupid. Nah. <laughs> nah, you know. That was idiotic. I have no transition here, but I do have I have a lyrical renaissance. I have two options for lyrical renaissance. Okay. And I kind of feel like we need some lyrical renaissance theme music or some kind of theme sound effect. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what it would be, but let's, listeners, all two or three of you, you mm-hmm. know, you have ideas, let us know. Shout us out. You want to cook something up? You want to email us? Shout us out. Let us know. Shout us out. Let us know. Lyrical renaissance. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have one possibility that's not necessarily hilarious, but, but deals with styles from a certain era. Okay. And then I have, I have a short E40 verse. Wow. What what should we go with, or should we try both? <clears throat> That's a good question. I feel like E40 is timeless in celebration of of the trip out west. Yeah. But the historical, I'm curious about that one. Okay. Let's go historical. We'll see what the reaction is. If the reaction falls flat, we'll just drop a little E40. Just drop it in. Just to sprinkle it in. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Just because it's been on my headphones recently. Mm-hmm. Talking about the 90s. Mm. One of the, one of the, the, the key punchline MCs from the 90s, Lord Finesse. <laughs> Yes, Lord Finesse, yes. Penning the song, Fat for the 90s. <laughs> Word up. Okay, and this, so what, this is, a, this is a, a major verse. We'll, we'll call it a mega verse. Okay. And in length or in importance? No, in, in kind, of, kind of in length. I mean, we're not talking about Capadonna's verse from Winter Wars, but we right. are talking about... Uh, uh, you know, the, the song is comprised of two verses. There's no hook. Okay. Fat for the 90s. Fat for the and 90s. Fat, we're not talking some cheesy bullshit. F-A-T. Fat for the 90s. All right? Mm-hmm. And I just want, especially as an MC, I think you're going to be able to pull a lot of classic 90s styles out of this rhyme. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one style was already mentioned on previous Lyrical Renaissance. We'll come to that. We'll, we'll, we'll earmark, earmark that. We'll, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Here we go. You ready? Let's do it. Suckers out there better pray and shout for help. When it comes to skills in the mic, I'm out for self. Finesse is dangerous, so those who came to fuss will fuck around and get smoked like angel dust. Now, remember, mm-hmm. again, any 90s styles here you want to pull out, let's just, just take a moment and talk about them. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Swift with the gift. When I'm dropping my shit, I do shows, collect dough, grab a hoe, then I split. I'm not the brother to riff and get raw with. I grab the mic and get funky as dog shit. Many mm-hmm. try to bore me and harm me. So what? You got an army? You're all washed up like laundry. Wow. Lord finesse the rap phenomenon. I take this more serious than a Muslim do Ramadan. I get loose and stop brothers with the quickness. I'm so cool I put fans out of business. 
These are the classic finesse lines, especially with his voice that really always killed it. Prince fans, I, he, I can't even do it, but he has that kind of like kind of nasal type of joint. Yeah, yeah. Suckers try to copy and beat me, then they see me, but it's not that easy. <laughs> they can't see him. They can't see him. I can't. They hate. They can't see him. It's not that easy. No. And this is not the first first time that we're going to talk about how they can't see him. <laughs> okay, let's take it back. Suckers try to copy and beat me. They try to see me, but it's not that easy. They should take shit slowly because they don't know me. I'm on the down low. That means I play low key. But at a party, I'm quick to grab a mic. And brothers can't see me with a satellite. Mm. Those who want to battle me step up lively. A bad motherfucker is a few words to describe me. I raise, I arise instead of sinking. I use my head for thinking. I'm leaving opponents all dead and stinking. I kick game. I got more than a small rep. I drop backs on tracks. Shit, I'm all that. Whether foreign or American, I'm better than any specialist or rap veteran. I have skills and a good rep. That's why all the players want to follow my footsteps. When you hear me, don't compare me to the rest. They might be good, but they ain't fucking with Lord Finesse. Let me just see whether gems gems are here. He continues. This is all one verse. Whether you're an old rapper, this is my favorite line, whether you're an old rapper or... No, whether you're old or a rapper with a new name, I'll bust that ass and send you home on the two train. <laughs> Great fucking line. Yep. Yep. A rapper with a new name. So don't come here looking for a bargain troop. Nineties. <laughs> We're talking about the nineties, troop. The nineties troop. Troop. I get looser than a freak in a jogging suit. <laughs> This is a fly little verse, though. This is a classic verse. This is, I'm not, this is, really, this is just a classic. That's why I wanted to really just give an example of the 90s here. This is just a classic punchline. He's just, he's bam, 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 just hitting you. Right, 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 right. I'm quick to send a brother home in stitches. I don't sing and dance, but I still get the bitches. So don't ever diss the smooth rap, the smooth rap terrorist. I get paid each year to come back and write better shit. Wow. Sick. Mm-hmm. Me getting done? Now that's a hot one. It's like throwing a rock at a man with a shotgun. Then you wonder why rappers get murdered fast. They talking trash but haven't learned the half. The half was was spoken about many times. Yep. You don't know the half. They don't understand it. Because I'm living gigantic, and I'm the best, goddammit. Now you know who who's on whose jock. When it comes to rhyming, I get funkier than an old pair of tube socks. Twice, he's making sure we understand how funky he is. Right. But he's the funky technician. He, absolutely. He's the funky technician. You can't fuck with finesse, pal. Pal. <laughs> and when I'm... When I'm done with you, send your man for the next round. So that's it. And then Andre the Giant comes in and, and says some things. So that was just a, a pinnacle of, of, to me, of punchline, kind of early, mid-90s rhyming. Classic. Classic. So many styles in here. So many styles. See, you, you, you definitely called out how cats didn't know the half quite often in the 90s. Cats were quick to do things. Yeah. Right. Where, where is it? I, I, I could have swore I saw it just a second ago. Cats were quick. I'm quick to rag a mic. Brothers can't see me with a satellite. Cats kick game. Why don't we kick game anymore? We might spit game. We need to get back to kicking game. Kicking game, man. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of kicking going on, I feel like, in the 90s. Cash were kicking rhymes, they were kicking games, they were kicking things. Oh, yeah. Kicking things at things. Now you just, I think, did, did, did it just change? Did the word we, did it just, the cash was spitting now? I guess so. I guess so. That was a, that was a, a also, thing. Was, was late, late 80s, early 90s, cash were dropping things. 
Yes. Yes. Classic LL, LL song, dropping them. Drop it. Should I go E40 here, or is it over? Just Let's do a, a quick quick E40. I know we're I, I, coming I, to the end of, of, of this episode, but do we, you know. We can do it up. I just want to say that someone should put on the T-shirt, I get paid each year to come back and write better shit. Yeah. Oof. It's a line. That's a cold-ass line. It's a fucking great line. What was the line before that? You have it in front of you? Yeah. He says, uh, so don't ever diss the smooth rap terrorist. Cats were smooth back then. Yeah. I get paid each year to come I'm back and write better shit. Woo. Gems. Man. Because I feel like, you know, so far on, on, on Lyrical Renaissance, we've we've come with some... Not the most serious rhymes written. No, no. No, actually, I was thinking about this today. I was thinking about different options for the lyrical renaissance that, you know, will come up. I don't want to spoil any now. But, you know, there were some artists. I'll put this out here. I was thinking Slum Village. Uh-huh. We could think for more humorous approaches. Yes, I was actually thinking that too. <laughs> or this, there was another artist... Who, who's, you know, there's these videos floating on the internet where other cats spitting this dude's verses. And you get a sense of the genius of the dude. But, you know, we may come back to this cat, though. This is special. I feel like there's different ways we can take the lyrical renaissance. So I think maybe there's certain certain episodes we can touch on, like classic verses. Classic things. Classics. These gifts, man, these these crates, be they digital or physical, all they do is reward you. All they do is return on investment. You invest your time and energy into the crates. The crates replenish. That's right. It's all knowledge is born. Indeed. See, before knowledge was getting dropped, but now knowledge is being born. That's right. You know Oh, it's all the same though. I'm I'm about. You said the West Coast journeys. Let me just kill a little West Coast thing. I can't yes. I can't tell if this is. It is pa- pictures are painted. Yes. Pictures are painted. Um, I know I I I really know nothing about these kinds of of paintings, but but I'm gonna. But E40, he's painting a picture for for you for you and I and others. In I feel like a different way than other rappers who might talk about similar things would paint mm-hmm. the picture. Right. Verse one. Back in business. Prepare for the hatred with my problem solver, my patriot. Goon up and tuned up. Dropped off, erased it. Stapled, removed. I'm, I'm skipping a couple lines here. Uh huh. Try to get to some of the, the. He is painting a picture. Definitely is not. I'm not making fun of this. This dude is, he's painting the picture. Stapled, removed, soil tested, and block approved. Really a good dude. But he can get trued. He can get trued. From the school of Hubba Rocks, some lifesavers up in the socks. Sprinting and running from the cops. The cherries, the sirens, the popo Penelope one time. The alphabet boys stilettos. The sophisticated dog-trained attackers, the canine shepherds. In order to do something right, you gotta do something wrong. Got hella shit going on. The dusty, the dirty, the smirk. I ain't paranoid. I'm prepared. I ain't nervous. When you're cooking birdies in the kitchen, can't be slipping like a transmission. Got gotta be on your p's and toes. It's hard to make an honest living when your kids ain't got no clothes. That's ill. Ill. I'm not doing it justice because I'm not flowing, and so I kind of, I kind of feel like I failed on that lyrical renaissance. But that's nah. okay. Right, well, you know, <clears throat> that's the whole point of the renaissance too is that there are layers. And and with E40 in particular, his flow is so meticulous. I don't know if that's the right word for his flow. I mean, definitely his word choice is meticulous, but his flow. It's so musical. That's a better word. 
It is. And it, it it's it's such a unique thing, man. Cash for check should check for that joint. What's the name of the joint that the saw? Back in business. Back in business. What do we want to um, wrap up the show with? Real quick. What's the one album that you take away from last year? The one album I take away from last year. The one that stands out. The one that I'm, I'm you know, look, look in my iTunes for a second. You know what I mean? Like scroll through, scroll through. This is how we do our music these days. We scroll through it. Scroll through. While while you're looking, I will say. Yeah, please. I, I know you didn't really feel this record, but for me, it was the uh, Thundercat. Oh yeah, I know you felt it. Golden Age of Apocalypse. Kind of new jazz fusion styles. Little Bay Area. I don't know. Are they Bay Area or just Cali? Are they L.A.? They're L.A. I think it's L.A., right? Yeah, they're L.A. cats. Yeah. That kind of L.A. soul shit. Future soul. I don't know what you call it. Labels. Whatever. But it's just a chill record. Like It's, it's like musically... I like it. Like the sound... It's really a, it's it's pushing, it's trying new things, but it's also very off the cuff at the same time. Like it's cats that really know what they're doing, not taking what they're doing seriously. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that could come off as sloppy and self indulgent, and uh, to me this just came off as fun and uh, irreverent, but still kind of kind of cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was the one for me. I listen to that record a lot even now. Then is Thundercat the group or is it one dude? One dude. He's a bass player. Is that that's what I thought? He's the bass player. Yeah. But he but he's he's working with Lotus, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Lotus executive produced and did quite a bit of stuff on there, and uh, it's interesting because there's joints that have turned up on other people's records, uh, and because uh, Shafiq Hussein, mm-hmm. Sarah, there's a joint with him, a couple joints with him, where he does drum programming and stuff. So yeah, it's a cool piece. Um, this is what I'm going to say, and this is a cop-out, because mm-hmm. I didn't really listen to a lot of, uh, a lot of new joints, I mean, really new, like, full albums, honestly. There wasn't a lot that came out that I was, I, that I can remember off the top of my head, yep. that I was like, oh my God, I got to listen to this whole album, it's just, you know, it's the joint, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going to pull up right now. Uh, I got asked to to uh, write a top ten for this mag this online magazine out in Germany, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to see who else was you know they're asking and like various cats you know some obscure some less obscure like Vadim and stuff were like mm-hmm. listing off a lot of a lot of like kind of instrumental type artists and and, and shit. Um, that were in their top ten, and uh, but not all of them were necessarily artists that came out just this last year, but kind of like recent, recent folks who were like you know they were digging right. Right. So I'm just gonna read my top ten, um, because I feel like this is basically what you you find, um, on my iPod the, the past year. Okay. And a lot of this is the the homies, man. Not all of them. So first, and I know you asked for one. I'm giving you ten, but not all of them are necessarily 2011. Okay. So I'm going to just roll through them. We got Shabazz Palaces, mm-hmm. Black Up, mm-hmm. the, the new Shabazz, you know, cop the vinyl. I got the early CDs as well. It's abstract, but I'm digging it. We got Kings. Cake and Kool-Aid EP from the very end of 2010. Mm-hmm. I, I bumped a lot. Yep. I shouted out my dude Collapsible Mammal, but he actually has this new group called Ojo, O-J-O, uh-huh. and uh, that shit I've been bumping too. Instrumental, like kind of laid back, uh, like kind of combined live instruments combined with like like 808 drums. It's ill. Look for that. Um. That dude, Clams Casino, put out that instrumental mixtape. Mm-hmm. I was digging that. Mm-hmm. Your Man, Rough Draft. Oh, yeah. I thought that joint Decibel Meters he put out in 2010 was tight. Mm-hmm. 
bumped that on the still on the iPod. Bosco, the Good Life Movement, some dope West Coast shit. Right. Um, and my man Evolve One, the Faded EP. Go check for oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the physics. Actually, I really dig the physics stuff. Not a hundred percent. I like their three pieces EP. They put out they put out a uh, an LP um, this past year on Bandcamp. A couple of guest appearances on there, like Fonte and someone else is on there. But really, I think like just their their beats are crazy. The physics and they're spelled like physics. The physics Bandcamp dot com. That's the those cats are dope. Good hip hop. Word up. So there you go. Boom. Boom. These records, these musics, these lyrics. These styles. These styles. Word up. Any uh any final any final words? It's two thousand twelve, episode thirty two, Fresher Than Your Father podcast. Now I don't want to bore the people with the digital ramblings. Except to say this. If it's itchy, it really just might need to be cleaned.